Hey, welcome to this week's episode of Chingasso's Combat Crew, your one-stop shop for all your combat news. We got the UFC 290 International Fight Week post-show aftermath. Gosh, I am emotionally spent after last night. Fonzo, how about you, dog? Man, it was a rough, rough night. That's all I can say. Emotional roller coaster for sure, man. But some damn good fights. So hopefully you got to watch. If you haven't, hey, spoiler alert. But we got before we get to the UFC 290 results, we got lots and lots of other good, juicy combat news, including some Francis Ngannou updates, some UFC rumors, and you know we got that tough season 31 talk coming up, bro. So let's jump into the first story of the week. Here we go. Surprise, surprise, your boy Dana White on his boy's nuts, Connor McGoober. I'm sorry, I mean Connor McGregor. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago. No, he missed the USADA testing window. Yeah. So we didn't so we thought that 2023 was completely off the table for Connor, right? Yeah. Apparently, not the day. Nope. What a stupid all wrong. We got it all wrong because Dana White says it don't matter. We can do whatever we want, and they'll just have to deal with it. Basically, what? Yeah, that makes no sense. Exactly, dude. I mean, it's just like, well, if that's what you're gonna do, then just do that for everybody. Yeah, do whatever you want, whenever you want. Then why even pay Usada? Right. Why even right. like you know what I mean? That's like, yeah, I got the ring doorbell, but I got Fonzo sitting outside with the shotty. I feel more comfortable with Alfonso with the shot. Pretty good with uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Especially on RDR online. <laughs> Only uh, on RDR online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True that. True that. Let's put that out there. We don't want anybody coming to your house. Bro, let me ask you, like I've been asking you for the last five weeks. Did you watch Ultimate Fighter Season 31, Episode 6? This time, I'll switch up my answer and I'll say... What? Uh, actually, no, I did not. <laughs> All right. So did you even see anything on social media about this? You know what? No. Social media was actually pretty quiet for the most part this week about – I'm guessing nothing spectacular happened this, this week. Well, it could have been because it aired on 4th of July and everybody's blowing shit up, having fun, drinking beers, shooting fireworks, hanging out with the fam and friends. So You know what I mean? All right. So, uh, what, what, catch us up. What happened? It was actually on this pretty. Week? It was. A, I don't remember too much of the behind the scenes stuff, like as far as training went and whatnot. Uh, but in this episode, we had Connor's team, and actually, I believe this guy actually trains with Connor on the outside. His name was Lee Hammond, and he that was the 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 rookie, I guess, the vet, the up and comers, and the team team Chandler fighter was Kurt Holabaugh. Holabaugh. So Lee Hammond came out like a bat out of hell, dude. Controlled like 90 to 95% of the fight. Got takedowns, ground and pound. Was slipping out of uh, Holobaugh's submission attempts. Was able to stuff anything he was throwing at him. But, bro, you got to win the entire fight. And he left his neck out at some point, And Holobaugh just ratcheted up and pulled a guillotine out. Out of his butt at the last second, and that's why you see Connor there. If you're watching the slideshow, uh, on his knees, bro, on his knees. So, this is loss number seven now, uh, I think six. Yeah, six. oh, and six. And afterwards, I think Chandler might have said something about how they haven't won a fight yet. 
and he's he kind of was like, "You haven't beat me at all." And he's like, and then Connor, you know, you know, Connor's not going to keep his mouth shut. Oh, is that why Connor, he shoved him then? Yeah, because then Connor took it personal. Like, hey, this is not even part of me. Like, it almost seemed like he was trying to detach himself from the oh from the donut that he's gotten on this show. And like, yo, you haven't beat me at all. So just you wait. And that's when he got in his face and shoved. Then Dana White immediately was like, oh, 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 nope, nope, let me bottle over there and <laughs> my investment before it goes down the drain. Dude, but I think that's exactly why, like, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I haven't been watching the show, so maybe I, I shouldn't even be speaking on this. But, like, if he's trying to detach himself from these guys, I think that is part of the reason why they're losing. You know what I mean? He doesn't, Yeah. you know, he's not, he's not with them. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know because of editing wise, you know what I mean? So they make it seem like he's there every day training. The only the only difference I see between his coaching style and Chandler's coaching style is that Chandler likes to stay with the fighters. He's like, I mean, look at him right there. He's wearing the tank top. He's wearing the uniform and he's cage side. Like when the bell rings, he's in the corner and he's talking to the guys, whereas Connor is like over there. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm saying though. He's like, not I mean, fully invested, maybe. Yeah, think about it this way: if you got if you got somebody like you go train, and you know your instructor or your trainer is a fucking badass, but he's training you from the fucking bleachers, like he's just like pointing shit out. It's different from when you got a coach actually like doing drills with you, or showing you moves, or rolling with you. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it's completely different because it's a whole le- a different level of experience. It's a lot more personalized versus, hey, you know, get that underhook. That yeah. it, it's a completely different style. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's actually uh, a game plan, possibly even. Right. And then also we're dealing with rookies, with guys who haven't don't have as much experience versus guys who have a truckload of experience. You know, so that could that's also playing into account here. I'm sure. All right, bro. Next story. Dude, on a scale of one to ten, you told me you are not at all excited about this next story. I'm talking about Francis Ngannou versus Tyson Fury. This was story was broke, I believe, by Ariel Helwani earlier in the week, and he says that the deal's pretty much done. It's going to be coming out pretty soon, and supposedly the payday is like through the roof, bro. But this is supposed to be an exhibition fight, right? Yes, with special rules. So let's go over. Let me see if I got those rules. Uh, that, and so that's here's, why I'm not excited about it. True. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's worse than celebrity boxing. Yeah. 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 If there's but no believe, stakes, well, like I, I don't I don't see the point to it. Yeah, this was from uh, Bloody Elbows article, I believe, and they got a couple of quotes here that I took from Eddie Hearn. He says, we've had a lot of offers from the Middle East at the moment to host that fight over the summer. Oh, actually, this is uh, Tyson. Fury said on the Out of Interest podcast, the purse is private information, but let's say it's 10, 20, 30, fucking 50 times the amount UFC fighters make. So I don't know if he's talking on the low end or on the high end, but I would imagine it's on the high end because he's used to making 20, 50 mil a fight, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, next it says, yes, I believe Fury versus Ganu happens next. This is what I've heard. I think this is, uh, uh, Hearns here talking, Eddie Hearns. This is what I've heard. It'll be an exhibition. Hearns said, apparently no knockdowns or anything. So it's like half of the battle already. 
I don't know. I'm only telling you what I've heard. Who knows what's what, but that is apparently what is going to be the next fight. Disappointing, but it is what it is. So the only win, I guess, for this is, is Francis kind of sticking it to Dana. If this does go down and he nails this bag, like this is everything he wanted and more, dude. He's going to get that payday. He's burning Dana White. He gets to practice boxing without actually putting himself out on there. Because it's a win-win. He can't get knocked out. Unless Tyson... I mean, how do they prevent each other from knocking each other out? What's to say Tyson's just doesn't add a little something extra or Francis add a little something extra? You know what I mean? Well, here's the deal. I, I, I think that's the thing. Like, if somebody does go down, that's the end of the fight. Mm. And no money. Maybe nobody no gets paid. Okay. That makes well, sense. Who I knows? Mean, we don't even know yet. We don't know. All we know is there's no knockdown. So maybe they'll fight with one arm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it'll be uh, Mike Tyson's. Dude, what if oh, they... they'll use the fucking the, the air like fucking big ass gloves instead? Like, you know, the one. <laughs> Dude, those hurt. Those could possibly hurt. What if they they built this all up and then like they walk them out and then at the last second, fool, they put in a table in the middle of the ring and they just have him play like Mike Tyson's punch out. Oh no, they have him play uh undisputed on Steam, but it freezes up so nobody fucking happened. There really is no knockdowns. There is no knockdowns. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this was a story that came out earlier in the week before the fight came out. Uh there's a guy who's got a I'm posting the links right now on the slideshow if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, I'll try to post these to the show notes as well. But there's a link there to his YouTube page so you can watch all his videos. And he did a really cool interview with Yair Rodriguez. The guy goes by the name of Roberto MTZ. I'm not sure what MTZ stands for. Uh, but the podcast is in Spanish. And I only put this up because, dude, this is a legend effing story on Yair Rodriguez. Fonzo, you want to read the story or give the highlights at least? Of, this is an awesome clip that came out of this episode This guy did, that Yair did with Roberto. So, uh, Fonzo, yeah. break it down, bro. So, uh, apparently what ended up happening was that um, a month, uh, like, somehow Yair went to Cowboy, their friends, right? Their friends outside the UFC. Cerrone. Um, yeah, Cerrone. And um, he was telling... Um, Cerrone about some pain that he felt like somewhere around his liver or in his abdomen somewhere and Cerrone apparently his wife is a is a doctor so he's like hey go to the doctor have my wife check you out and you know so he did bro the reddit police are going to come after you <laughs> they already clarified this like the first comment um she's wife is actually a nurse okay, do you think my that bad. a doctor would marry you and shut the f up who cares She's in the medical field. Go, Fonzo. So she, went, she checked him out, whatever, had him, had him checked out. And it, um, there was an anomaly um, somewhere around his liver area and uh, with, with a high probability of being cancer. So he was a little kind of freaked out. Uh, it turned out to be benign and, and had been able to, like, kind of operate. But he didn't know this at a certain point. So he went to his next fight with um, – who was he fighting? Korean um, zombie. No, yeah, but check it out. On two weeks, look, he just found out about that the thing on his liver, and then, right. uh, and then they're like, and then the UFC calls him later that week and is like, "Yo, you want to fight in two weeks?" Right. So he didn't know what the fuck. He's just like, "Well, you know, I guess, yeah, let's get out there and do it." But you know, for, 
and I'm thinking when I'm reading the story, man, for many of us, like, I'm like, ah, dude, I don't want to fight. You know what I mean? Like, I would be That's no the last thing on your mind. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd be worried about spending time family. You know, what am I do? What is like, I'd be freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Fuck no. What does he do? Different mindset. Yeah. He says, yeah. So he goes for it. And the whole time that he's that he's leading up to the fight and in, in the middle of the fight, he's like, hey, if you're already going to die anyways, how do you want to do it? Do you want to die with fear? Or do you want to do you want to die sad? No, I want to die happy. I want to go and die on my own terms. I'm gonna do it inside that cage. This motherfucker from the whole Korea. So that was his mindset. And he went in there and he just fucking did went it. toe to toe with the baddest did dude it, you know I mean? in Korea. Yeah, man, and went through. So yeah. yeah. All right. So cool story. Haven't I had an opportunity to go check out that episode? But hey, give it a shot whenever you got some time. Next story, Fonzo, switching over to the jujitsu world. And actually, this is like both of our worlds colliding UFC and jujitsu because old school GOAT GSP has decided to dip his toes back into the competition round, but strictly grappling. Uh, he didn't announce an opponent yet, but he hinted at a possible December matchup. And he is really dropping hints that he wants a matchup against Gordon, bro. Damn. Yeah, he wants the goat. So That'd be he, cool. He's up there. So we'll see what happens. We'll see hey, what happens. But here, here's the thing, dude. Was it wasn't wasn't GSP one of the original dudes that started complaining about everybody being on steroids and part of the reasons why he decided to retire? Like this motherfucker now gonna go into like steroid fucking haven. Well, maybe that's that's what he wants to do. Kind of like take him out. Maybe like he's gonna be the Punisher. Of the all natty squad coming out, <laughs> taking them out one at a time and starting at the top, bro. Do it, GSP. I want to see it. All right. So this was a rumor that broke a couple weeks ago. I think we talked about it a little bit because we were kind of pumped about this. So Giga Chikese was supposed to be taking on Brian Ortega in a featherweight matchup to see who's going to advance up the ladder to possibly create a new challenger for the strap. But it looks like the fight is going to be canceled. And the reason being is that Brian has a significant they didn't say what salut didn't say what the injury was but he said it's a significant injury and he's going to be taking a lot of time off apparently so giga doesn't want to wait he's going to be probably looking for a new opponent so ah dude that sucks yeah it sucks that we won't be seeing brian at all for a while regardless of whether it's against giga or not you know we were talking about him maybe taking on Ilya to yeah. see who takes on the winner of last night's fight. We'll talk about that in, in, in a minute, but maybe now there's a, maybe now the dust has settled and now there is a clear cut number one contender. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bro. Here is another rumor that broke and it hasn't been officially signed. I don't read Portuguese, but I believe it says Davison's about to take on uh, Dominic Cruz at the what? Most flyweight 125s? Uh, yeah, it's 125s, yeah. bro. So, yeah. so, uh, Figgy's not moving up yet. I thought he was supposed to be moving up in weight, but apparently not. Apparently, he's got some more business to handle at the flyweight division, and he's going to be taking on Dom. What do you think about this fight, dude? Yeah or no? Yeah, dude. I mean, well, I mean, it's going to be a good fight. I mean, he's. It, I mean, the, both fighters will always put on a good fight. Am I excited of what it's going to do in the rankings and things like that? Not really. You know what I mean? It's, it's not going to be that significant, significant, in my opinion, in that 
aspect. I think this is just like a fan fight, dude. Like I'm exactly. pumped for this, but it's not yeah. like you said. It's gonna have no real significant effect on the rankings at all. Like yeah. this isn't gonna propel Figgy into a title shot. This isn't gonna and and maybe this is his exit. Maybe he's like he wants to fight one of the goats of this weight division before he moves up. That yeah. would make sense, you know. Yeah. So uh, should be cool. Very dangerous fight for Dominic, I think, just because he has been shown to be. You know, he's got, he's, I don't know if he's getting a little chinny, but he's been fighting some of the heavy, heaviest hitters in this weight class. Yeah. Dudes that drop bombs. And, uh, he's actually moving down in weight because his last was Dom's last fight against Chito. Cause that was at 135, I believe. Uh, I think so. Let me, let me look it up, actually. Uh, yeah, Chito. Yeah. So see, that was a, so he's dropping it in weight. And I don't know, you know, maybe, Dude, this is actually kind of good for Dom because if he looks good, this could actually propel him up through the rankings. Right. Maybe not top five, but now he's going to get ranked after this for sure. And that could lead to cool fights for him maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Bro, I don't know who leaked this rumor, but it sounds like Benny, after taking that L against Charlie Olivares, is looking for a new opponent. And word on the streets is – our boy Armand Sarukian. Dude, I think nice. this is going to be a good fight. I think this is like Beniel Dariush 2.0 versus Beniel Dariush 1.0. Like, Benny's fighting himself in the past because this is a young Benny right here. So you think, you think, um, so what do you think, man? Do you think uh, uh, Sarukian is going to, that means he's, he's not going to match up against Benio right now? Like, is it, is it like... Oh, he's, it's going to be a good matchup, but I just think Benny has still got too much. I think in his last fight, he was kind of like the deer in the headlights, maybe, and that's why he didn't perform as well against Charlie, because there was just so much on the line, you know? And and this will be less pressure, but still a lot of pressure. And I just feel like the skill gap and the experience is going to come into play here. I don't know if it's going to be a three-round fight yet or a five-round fight, but... I think that Benny still has enough in the gas tank to hold this kid off just a little bit longer. I don't think he's going to finish him, but, hey, you never know, dude. Armand is a motherfucker, and he's coming, dude. He wants to prove yeah. that he he's there. He's ready. You know? It'll so, be a good test for, for Sarukian, oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. And this could propel – I mean, if Armand finishes Benny, dude, or just looks good, that could propel him into a number one contender fight, maybe with yeah. – Charlie Olives, because it sounds like Charlie Olives isn't going to be ready to fight Islam. So Islam's going to have to fight somebody else. I don't know. Folk? <gasps> yep. I don't know, bro. Uh, this was more bad news. Something we talked about a long time ago. The James Krause gambling investigation. I was like, dude, this dude pisses me off so much because guys like us, me and this guy right here, we work so hard to find any bit of crumb that will give us an advantage in making picks and it shit don't fucking ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm complaining. Let me get off my, this guy had the whole, the world at his oyster and just blew it down the drain, dude. And it looks like he's going to be taking a lot of people down with him along the way. This is not going away. looks like the FBI is contacting people in the biz to see if they can get people to flip. So Damn. I don't know if coaches, fighters, uh, dude, it's going to go down, man. Anytime money is involved, you know government don't like that shit. That's how they've taken down the biggest criminals ever. Al Capone, 
got taken down because of tax evasion, dog. Yeah. McAfee, tax evasion. All he wanted to do was poop in hammocks out in Costa Rica, and then they <laughs> brought his ass back. All right. Uh, this was – it looks like this might be super confirmed. Chito Vera was originally supposed to be taking on uh, Triple C, right? Henry Cejudo. Henry, I believe, has a shoulder injury. He's going to get that taken care of. We don't know when he's going to be back. So Chito's looking for a new dance partner for August 19th. Is that the same date still as the Boston show? I think, I think so. so. Yeah. Duh, yeah, it says it right there on the flyer. Yeah. My bad. I'm an idiot. Chito Vera taking on Pedro Munoz. This is a step down in competition, but hey, this is he's still a threat, bro. Still a threat. And this is good for Chito to he says he's going to be a different fighter. He needs to learn to step on the gas and and push himself a little bit more. So this will be a good test for him, you know. Uh not a whole lot of danger, but yet there's still a lot of experience and enough of a threat for him to see what it's going to be like at the deeper levels of the pool if he's yeah. able to implement a different game plan, which I, I think he I think he would. I hope he does. But if he sticks to the same old Chito, I think he could also pull out the W still here. Yeah, yeah. I agree, man. Yeah, but he does need to need to this would be a good good place for him to test that out. Like Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying, right? Yeah. This is like, yeah. hey, you just started uh working your deep half guard and yeah. there's a group of good white belts out there. Go try it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's exactly what that is. Uh another next story. Not I'm not sure if it's been officially signed or not, but MA, MMA junkies reporting that Tai Tuivasa He's looking to return to the octagon, and he's going to be taking on Alexander Volkov September 9th. I guess that's the pay-per-view that Izzy's going to be headlining. Nice. So uh, that's going to be fight. Yeah, this is going to be a this is going to be a good one, dude. And you know that fool wants to. Uh, and I'm talking about Ty here. You know he wants to ball out in front of his home crowd. You know he's going to want to be doing them shoeies after the fight. Yeah. So uh, he's going to bring it, dude. He's always an awesome fighter, whether. He knocks somebody the F out or he gets knocked the F out. But he's <laughs> always fun to yeah. watch. And Volkov is a, proven to be a, a, a punching bag. He can take a beating, but he can also dish it out, dude. Yeah. yeah so he's can. not going to lay down. This is not going to be an easy fight for either one of these guys. Nope. Bro, do you need to take a break or anything? Or are you ready to jump into Let's 290? Get, let's just go. Souls? Let's just go. Woo! Rip the bandaid off. up this morning, bro. Rip the bandaid off. I was just so like... Ugh, so tired from this show, dog. Yeah. It was yeah. just like up and down, up and down, up and down. It Dude, started it had my off. anxiety up to like a hundred. Same, bro. I mean, I, I'm telling you, like my wife watched the fights with us. We, She never gives a shit about this. She's always like, oh, really? You're watching fights? I'm going to go play checkers with Dexter in the corner or whatever. <laughs> but last night she was in for the ride of her night, bro early prelims she was doing something i'm like bro you gotta get up out of here you gotta see what is about to go down because it's time and my boy jesus aguilar came to ball out against shannon ross bro did you get i i know you didn't get to see this live but you did catch it right I did, yeah let's watch a highlight for the people watching with us on youtube thank you if you're not out there watching us Subscribe, sign up for the notifications, head over to our YouTube channel at C underscore Chi. I'm sorry, C underscore combat crew, right, Fonzo? 
Right. All right. So let's watch this clip here. Jesus Aguilar throwing it down against Shannon Ross. It did not take a whole lot of time. The victory. Ross is in black. Jesus Aguilar in green. Look at this. He's going to fake a takedown. There it is. Oh. <laughs> he had her quitter, bro. Stop shop. So it look, kind of looked like he was going to kind of faint in for a takedown. And instead of continuing with the takedown, he just threw that overhand right and came yeah. over, bro. Shannon Ross was knocked out for a minute, dude. He didn't get up for a while. I don't know if you saw, but great, great fight by Jesus. Yeah. Shout out, boy, bro. Keep doing your thing. You That was exciting to watch. That's just a taste of we can, what he can do, man. And I only know him for his ground game, dude. He's a scrapper. He's fast. He's got lots of good subs all over the place. But look at those bombs, bro. Yeah. How, how often do you see knockouts at the flyweight division? Not very often, man. Him, Davison, Pantoja, pause sometimes it looks like. Uh, but, yeah, you don't see these too often, bro. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the prelims because that was on the early prelim. I think that was like the second fight of the early prelims. Moving on to the – Prelim portion of the card started off with Jimmy Crew, Alonzo Menafield. Uh, dude. Six submission. This was a fight. I did not. I mean, we should have saw this one coming. You know what I mean? When two guys fight and have this much experience on each other and one person does the due diligence, you know what I mean? It, it pays off. And that's what happened. It looked like Menafield downloaded that whole playbook of Jimmy Crew and knew exactly what was going to happen each and every time uh this was one of my picks that i picked that i took for our parlay super show i went with the over and for a little while dude i thought it was gonna go down it was it was it was you know what i mean uh so i took the over on this i thought it was gonna go over two and a half rounds i put a hundred dollars on it at plus 196 here's how the fight ended Gets it now. Jimmy Crew trying to win the takedown. Much better getting back to his feet. Look how quickly he got up. Crew's got his hands locked. Gives you the tip. What athleticism oh, by Manifield. Look at that. That was deep. I was like, yeah, that was more like a neck crank, but hey, I'm not in there. I'm not the one in there, so who knows? You don't know. But you're right, dude. It started off as a guillotine. And then Jimmy Crew twisted. Yeah, and then yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It was like a neck crank. So maybe he felt a real bad pinch. Maybe he's got an, an injury there. And that's why he 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 he, he tapped out. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty quick, dude. So uh Lonzo Minifield moves on and I lose my hundred bucks. Bro, next fight. Was not expecting dude, that. Dude, I did not see this. How did he taking on Gomes? Uh how did he was, I think, a big favorite in this one, no? Yeah. Yeah, she, was she was the second Mexican on the card. She had a lot of hype behind her. All the energy in the arena was definitely behind her after Jesus got that monster KO. But Gomez had something different on her mind, right? This fight clock is Again, we get to see the whole thing here. Jasmine Howard, he is in black. And you see Gomez counters in white. Oh, yeah. Oh, 
This fight clock yeah. is brought to you by... That was brutal, dude. It looked like those first two shots that Denise threw were power shots, and they landed clean yeah. because Hadagi had no idea where she was at. Uh, she was just, just trying to hang on, dude. Yeah, she went for that single, and she didn't let go, and then didn't, and Gomes just unloaded with them bombs, dude, and just yeah. finished it off. Oh, 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 man, that was nice. That was nice. All right, next fight, my dog. Mm. Introduce it. Introduce it. Dude, don't be – are you shaking oh, your man. head? What would you think about this one? I thought – look, I, I just – I was disappointed in a couple of things. Um, Edgar Chaitis versus Tatsudo Tyra. Good fight. Um, I enjoyed it. There was a couple things that I just like the guillotine attempts. Yeah, the guillotine attempts. And but Why? my biggest my biggest gripe with this fight though is in the second round. I don't know if you caught this, but I think Joe Rogan even pointed it out that um in in this corner, in between the first and second round, uh Chidas's corner was saying, Hey, you almost had that guillotine. And <sighs> it wasn't even close, dude. Like he oh, never man. had him. And I yeah. just think that was super bad cornering, you know, for, for Chidas because, like, if he hadn't attempted that in the second round, um, it would have been a different story because he actually went for it. Dude, he dropped he was down. dropping him. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like, he he's just... some clean, clean shots. Yeah. Tatsudo's stand-up is trash, bro. Yeah, it wasn't good. No. Um, and, and, like, that was that's what kind of made it a lame fight is just, like, like it was it was lay and pray for, for my for my point of view. Anyways, I put $100 on this fight uh, by for uh, a win by Chidas by KO at plus 589. Didn't go that way at all. We should have went the over on this one, bro. Should have. Like, we knew he – we knew Edgar's super tough. You know what I mean? Right. You knew it. And he had that X factor going in. And then plus it's late. He doesn't – Tatsuro don't know shit about him. So there's that awkwardness. There's that feeling out process. It was going to take a lot longer – for, for him to implement his game plan. And, dude, even though he, Tatsudo was able to get – like, if you were to ask Tatsudo before the fight, hey, bro, we're going to give you a shot right now, you pick the position where you think you're going to be able to end this fight. What do you think he would have picked? He would have been like, hey, give me the back or give me the mount. He got yeah. both. And he, he, didn't and he do, wasn't able to do anything. He didn't yeah. do anything. He didn't yeah. do no damage. I mean, he, he landed a couple pepper shots. You know what I mean? But there was yeah. no power behind them. Edgar eventually was – able to get out of both of those positions but he was never able to get back up to his feet no. you know so th this performance dude by edgar tells us a lot right it tells us he's going to be able to do good as long as he's able to Bronx. yeah yeah if he's able to to um to switch his game plan going in and modify it as you as you see the fight like you know if, if he's if he was able to keep it on the ground a little bit longer i think he would have won this you know what i mean and I think yeah. that's what he just needs to do. Makes those little adjustments. This next yep. fight, dude, I'm super excited. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, his yeah. next fight, he'll have a full camp because now he's definitely got eyes on him. Tatsudo is one of, the, one of those flyweights that is hot right now. He's one of their main prospects they want. He's going to help UFC grow their name, their brand in Japan. That's what they want. So you know they're trying to push him. And they probably thought this was going to be a pushover fight for him. Right. And and Chidas was like, not today, bro. Not yeah. today. Yep. All right. Dude, I did not. I mean, I knew that Robbie wanted to go out on his shield. Talk about Robbie Lawler, Nico Price. This was the uh, main event of the prelim portion of the show, right? Right. And 
at most, at best, I was thinking that this was going to be a slobber knocker, that Nico, because he's younger, you know, he doesn't have the damage that Robbie does. I thought that it was going to go all three rounds. And I yeah. played that on a parlay Same. on my bookie. I picked the over on this one, and I doubled it up with the Chidas fight. And pff, nope, not today. Check this out. Again, I think we get to watch the majority of this fight. When he doesn't have a fight, he's having a great time. He said, but the moment he gets in the camp, he's like, ah, I don't enjoy right. this. Right, he feels like his energy and training when he has a fight on the books is different when he doesn't. Those, those uppercuts, man. Yeah. Hooks, uppercuts, just beautiful. Oh. Just three clean shots, no? Yeah, that was it. Grabbed onto the One, neck. Two, three, four, four five. five. Okay, five shots. Five shots, hit or quit or done, bro. I, I originally, when I first watched it in real time, I thought it was an uppercut. And I was like, oh, dude, are you serious? Just one shot? And, he, and, and Robbie didn't even cock back. So I even I called my wife over again. I said, hey, come check this out. What do you think about this? And we watched it in real time, and we were like, I don't know. And then they showed it in slow-mo, and you see all those shots land. Dude, there was a right. There was a left overhook. There was that uppercut, and I think there was a right cross again. And he just doop, 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 doop. It was like he was falling down a cliff in between two rocks and he hit his head <laughs> all the way down and ended it. But what a way for Robbie to end his career, dude. Dude, that was, that was such a good way for him to end it. Plus I was watching this thing earlier this morning on like what they did for his, um, the highlight uh, reel, the highlight reel, you know what I mean? And I remember you comment, you texted me in it and you're like, man, this is, you know, this is super cool, but how come you, Cinderella the, ending, bro. Yeah, but here's the deal, man. Like somebody was saying, like they've never really done that for other fighters. You know what I mean? Like they don't do that for a lot of fighters. But I think this is what they should be doing. Definitely. For, you know. You know, you know why you know they? Because that was like, such an awesome thing to do that. It is, and you know what? I like they. The only other fighter that I I wish they would have done this for should have been Donald Cerrone, because Donald Cerrone. Yeah. And Robbie Lawler, like, dude, I'm getting chills talking about this right now. And, and this is my Tokayo's boy, you know, Toro out there. Shout out, bro. Uh, your main, yeah. your favorite fighter, Donald Cerrone. Anytime the UFC called, that fool was like, oh, I'm on my way, bro. Send me location. You know what I mean? And it didn't those, matter. It didn't matter. And they always showed up, dude. It, it could have been the toughest dudes. They always showed up. And they did it day in and day out from the beginning. Robbie Lawler, dude, fought like on UFC 20 i think luke thomas posted something earlier and he's like hey he went out the same way he came in knocking fools out and he showed a clip or showed a screenshot of his first fight and it said something like ufc 27.5 <laughs> dude dude robbie lawler thing. robbie lawler takes me back to those fight to those days when i first started working at the science workshop and we would watch fights at tj's house <laughs> yeah. the whole crew yeah. back in the day you, yeah. me, TJ, Eddie. Uh, dude, good times. Hey, what a way for Robbie Lauder to go out. And I'm I'm really glad that uh, the UFC put that little highlight reel for him. He deserves it, bro. He yeah, deserves for it. Sure. For sure. All right, getting to the main portion of the card, the first fight of the pay-per-view. Bo Nickel taking on Val Woodburn. Val Woodburn, 
uh, taking this on on super short notice, dude. What was it, like five days? Like they called something him like on or yeah. some shit. He said he was working for a landscaping, his landscaping job when his phone rang. He's like, oh, hell yeah, I'm there, bro. So uh, this is another one. Didn't last too long. Val came to play and or actually get knocked out and chew bubblegum. He's all out of bubblegum. Oh! You better shoot on Val Woodbine because Woodbine just threw a big right hand. Woodburn has some serious yeah, he does. behind those right hands. Oh, shoot. Look at that one. Dude, that was that was Those incredible. last two, look, that one. Ooh. Yeah, left. Yeah. That left stunned me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those last two left stunned, dude. Like, the first one just froze him. He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then Bo just followed it. I like how... He, he didn't rush in. He kind of just like slowly shuffled forward and then cocked back that left hand and went in for that last kill shot, yeah. dude. Yeah, well, he, he just kind of went in for the rebound, right? Like, yeah, so he yeah. waited for um, for Valentine to rebound and then clocked him again, wait for the, another rebound, clocked him again. It was just, you know, like he was yeah. fucking like playing handball against the wall. Bah! Yeah. Yeah, we should have uh, played this one, definitely, dude. We should have just put the whole wad on this. This was the... The only lock of the night, and we knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Absolutely. Oh, well. Right. Yeah. I did go on uh, my uh, on Verdict MMA. You know how you could, for each pick, you can, like, gamble all your XP on one fight? I don't know if you know this. Oh, no, you I get, did. You get, like, a certain amount of XP for the whole card. Right, right, right. And if you feel good about a specific pick, you can, like, put it all on that one. That's what I did on this one. Oh, but I did? said I said Bo Nickel sub round one. Oh shit. Yeah. So, but I still got a big chunk. All right, dude. Another fight that we both picked. Jalen Tarantula Turner taking on Dan the Hangman Hooker. Dude, what this shit, this was an omen of, of what was gonna happen for the rest of the night. No? 100%. Cause this was just like, oh dude, this is gonna like this is the mirror on the wall talking to us, showing us, hey, all night. This is what I'm going to do to your heart and your emotions. Fonzo, you bet 200 bucks that Jalen would win by KO at a plus 169. I was hoping Tur that uh, Turner would make it a three-round affair, and I had Turner by decision at plus 400, which was looking good maybe up until the first minute of the second round. And then Dan Hooker just turned the tables on him. Dude, Dan, Dan Hooker took a beat down in that first round, no? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. By the I end thought, of the first I thought round, it was going to be over in the first round at one point. Yes, I I can't I don't know how many times I said, Jalen, what the fuck are you doing, bro? My parlay. Yeah. Dude, it, it looked like at one point, like yesterday it looked more like it, but I rewatched this fight again this morning. Um last night when I was watching it, it just seemed like like Jalen was just like he was just out yes. of it. Like after the second yeah. round, he was just done. Like, but no, I mean, I watched it again this morning. He still had some left in the tank, but I just like I think like Dan Hooker was able just to pick him apart in the last, the last round, especially the last round. He was just able to tee off and fucking just, you know, what I mean, do whatever he wanted. Like Jalen, it was apparent that Jalen wasn't able to put any of his game plan. Like that went out the window after he got cracked in the second round. 
It was almost like DDP and Robert Whitaker in this one. Like he just took yeah. everything he had and then he was like, oh shit, now what? Exactly. Exactly. Hey, hold he, on real quick. Jesus Aguilar's play, fighting Shannon Ross. <laughs> okay, it's done. All right. <laughs> it's actually replaying on the back. I got it right now, but it's about to be over already. So yeah, dude, Dan Dan Hooker ends up winning the fight. We lost our money again. And bro, in the post fight, in the in cage interview, Joe asked uh, Dan if he broke his hand. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. He asked him, and he's like, "Ha ha, we'll have to wait and see, May or something lame like that, dude." Turns out he broke his fucking hand. <laughs> yeah, cocaine yeah. is a hell of a drug, <sighs> dude. All that adrenaline, <laughs> all that adrenaline, Rick James, adrenaline. Couldn't feel it, dude. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, dude, what a monster, man. What a monster fight. At what moment did he break his hand? Like, just, like, one of the punches that he threw, probably? Maybe. Maybe late in the second or the third because he wasn't throwing too much in the first, but he didn't stop. Like, it, it was honestly, it's hard to tell because he didn't stop throwing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I'm wondering how – to go uh, back and watch, yeah. How Rogan caught it. Yeah. Joe always says that, bro. Every fight he says that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he broke his elbow. I saw you broke your elbow in the second round. We'll see, mate. <laughs> All right. The Coco main event that we were hoping for but never got, Fonzo. Talk yeah. about Robert Whitaker taking on Drinkus Duplessis. Bro, Duplessis, hey, I will never doubt you again, bro. All week long, he was like the only one believing his smoke, dude. Remember, like, yeah. how many times did I say, I was like, dude, you hear what this guy is saying? He's crazy. He's the only one who believes what he's saying. Like He's like, this guy doesn't even know what's waiting for him at the end of the week. And really, it was Robert Whitaker that didn't know what was waiting for him at the end of the week. 100%, man. This is just... Bet on this fight, Fonzo, you bet 300 on Whitaker by KO at plus 169. I bet 200 on Whitaker. Uh, by decision at plus 190. And I thought that after I watched Drinkus' last couple of fights in the UFC, you know, he's been taking on higher and higher level competition. But each time I wasn't seeing anything different. It's almost like maybe he was fighting to the level of his competition, not overwhelming them, just doing enough to beat them. And that he did it each and every time. He would be like, it's almost like Drinkus is sticking his head into the gator mouth. The gator's closes his mouth on Trickus, and he's able to open that jaw and finish that gator field. <laughs> against uh, Derek Brunson. That's what he did against uh, Derek Till. And, and when he fought, and the reason I'm saying is he fought to the levels of competition is because when he fought Robert Whitaker last night, he didn't look like Trickus of old. He no. Like the Trickus that leveled up to fight Robert Whitaker. Because but that... But that's what he said he was going to do as well. You know what I mean? And but who he, fucking believed him? Because you would, you never saw. That's like, bro, you're a street racer racing in your Ford Escort against Corvettes, and you're like, and you're beating the Corollas. But now you're going to fight a Cor. You're not going to race a Corvette, and you're like, dude, I'm going to be ready for the vet. I'm going to bring what the vet brings. But and here's the deal, man. He he had he had Dom on his side. He had family. He had the Fast Furious family behind him. That's that's true. Family over everything. <laughs> so yeah, dude, he did it. And it, and you know what? Did you give Whitaker the first round, or did you give Drakus the first round? 
Uh, you know what? I didn't even score the rounds at that point. I wasn't even scoring rounds, so I, I can't even tell you. I scored it uh, for Drickus because he did start doing a lot. He got the takedown, and he started yeah. doing damn. Even though Bobby controlled the feet, the stand-up, for a long time. But what I started noticing, dude, Drickus's defense was freaking on point. Yeah. He would just cover up, and I don't know if he was able to see from behind that shell, but he blocked, like, everything that Bobby threw. Everything he threw, he blocked, especially in that second round. And he was right because he said at some point in that fight, he looked at Bobby Knuckles and was like, yo, I'm still here. I just took everything you had. And he said, I could see that he he was different. And at that point, that's when he took over. And he just fucking went to town, bro. I got the finish. You want to watch it real quick? Yeah, let's go. I expect this to happen. Oh, he stunned him back. He back. Oh, now a low leg kick. Duplessis got Whitaker in all kinds of trouble. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is, this is hard to watch, man. Yeah, yeah, and, it and is, that, man. And, and that first punch, the one that stunned him, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't even like a full power punch. It was like a oh. stiff right arm. There it is. It, just, like, just, it was just like a lunging it. right. It was just like yeah. a lunging cross. And it yeah. just dropped him, dude. Yeah. You know, like low, like his health went down 60%. Yeah. And he was on skates. And he just followed up. Dude, Drikus looked really good. He wasn't breathing out of his mouth. So obviously that surgery paid off for him. But his game plan, dude, he was patient. He stalked his prey. Followed it up with shots and then unloaded the gas tank when he, when he knew he was safe and made it look ridiculously easy, dude. Yeah. Nobody's done that to Bobby Knuckles ever. Even when Easy fought him the first time, he didn't do it that fast. No, right. So yeah, man, now, he's a real deal. He's a yeah. real deal. So now they set this up, bro. Now they're setting this up. Izzy and Drickus. That's what it is. It's an easy fight. It's easy money. I manifested this. I said I was gonna have this moment, and I know I'm gonna have this moment. Look at me. Hey, stare off. Just saying. Look at me. Come here. Come here. Just feel. Just feel me. Feel me. It's fine. It what? Uh, the post-fight interview or face-off between Izzy and Drickus. I don't know if everyone out there listening or watching was, was able to see or hear, but cringe it was AF. off, bro. It was awful. It was just like a middle school kid trying to act tough, saying loud things. To draw extra attention, and Drickus was just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, dude. I watched the post-fight interview or the the, the yeah the post-fight press conference, and dude, this is where Drickus won me over more. I wish I would have had the clip. Maybe I will will air a clip later. Um, but he was basically like, "Hey, I'm a gentleman. I don't know what he's doing. He's just mouthing off like an immature little kid." But my family name. He talked a lot about his family name and what he represents. And he says he's never going to do that. He's going to be – he believes that he's going to be champ already. He feels like he's already in Izzy's head, and he's going to do the same thing that he did to Whitaker, to Izzy, bro. And so what do you think? Dude, I – after this performance, dude, I think it's a real possibility. I, it's a I, real possibility that he's going to end up taking I'm with that you. Belt. 100, yeah. dude, 100. I think 
that he's going to prove who the most African fighter. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not even going to touch that. Not even going to touch that. As far as fights though go, though, bro, Drinkus is here. And I don't know who can F with him right now. We'll Chimaya? see, man. I don't know, dude. Yeah, but I don't here's know. the deal, man. Like, this is – I mean, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. Go ahead. Keep going. All right. Next fight. Co-main event, bro. I think this next fight was fight of the night. See or no? Dude, this was a freaking banger, dude. This I had me on the edge of my seat. Yes. Oh, edge dude, of I, my seat. I wasn't even sitting down. I was standing up the whole time. Talking about Brandon Moreno taking on Alexandre Pantoja for the flyweight stripe. It was five rounds of chaos, bro. Uh, we both wagered on this fight. Fonzo, you bet 200 bucks that Brandon- I don't even know what I was thinking here. <laughs> you bet 200 Brandon by sub at plus 840, bro. That plus 840 is enticing like an MF. <laughs> That's what I, mean, I was thinking. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. It was just like like that dude spin them flyers out in Las Vegas. He got you. He saw you coming a mile away, dog. And he got me because I also bet 300 on Moreno by KO at a plus 840. So, yeah, big money. Didn't go our way. Uh, I don't have a clip for this one because it was just a five-round war. Uh, how did – I think I gave this – honestly, I think Brandon only won, like, the first round. And then the rest was Pantoja, dude. He definitely lost round two, possibly round three. For sure he lost round four and five. Yeah. And and this is – I mean, it sucked, man, because uh, I think on the ground he had he had better he, exchanges. He had better exchanges for the most part. And, and, and like, not, not all the exchanges, obviously, because Pantoja put it to him. But I think where the clear advantage was was on on the ground control. Yeah, ground control. Yeah, I think that was it. That's what the judges really looked at the most and weighed the most on, because when Brandon, when it was on the feet, Brandon dominated. He landed the big yeah. shots. I felt like he did way more damage on the feet than Pantoja did on the ground. Yeah, Pantoja just basically controlled. I don't think he ever. Locked. There he was no danger. Gone. I don't think there was like he any got real close danger. Here naked in the second round, but Brandon was able to get out. He never locked it in. It was getting close, but it was never super but close. That's what I mean. I don't think yeah. there was ever like a, like a super like he was like close to finishing him. Most oh, definitely, oh. most yeah. definitely. So uh, Pantoja takes the strap. What do you think now? What's next, dude? Do you think that Pantoja takes on Brandon Royval, or do, yeah. do they do a rematch? Uh, well, do I, I you know. Think... Do you know that they fought three fights ago? Yeah. So Antoja just fought Brandon. His fight before that, he beat the shit out of Alex Perez. But before that, he smoked Brandon Royval. Subbed him in the second round, I believe. So I don't. I don't know. Like, what do you I think don't about know another who... fight with Figgy? Because Figgy, Figgy was number Pantoja. one. Ooh, yeah, Figgy and Pantoja. Depends on what happens with Figgy and, and Dom. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. But other than than Brandon, you know what I mean? There's I don't know. I guess Brandon's next in line. So yeah, he gets the shot, but I don't see I see that ending the same way. Think so? Yeah, I, I see that ending the same way. And maybe Brandon Moreno and Pantoja four, three, whatever. Th- three. Officially it'd be three. Bro, main event time. Alexander Volkanovsky taking on Yair Rodriguez for the 
bantamweight strap, right? No, featherweight strap. Start over. Three, two. All right. Alexander Volkanovsky's featherweight strap on the line against Yair Rodriguez. Dude, going into this fight, I felt like Yair was the Swiss Army knife. And Volkanovsky was a, a wooden mallet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is all I got, and this is what I'm going to do. What? Uh fight dude talk about trying to cement your goat status this was it on full display let's get into our bets real quick though bro because we both bet on this you put 200 on yaid by ko at a plus 590 dude i that's plus 590 plus 590 how can you ignore that i went 200 yaid by decision at plus 730 so i mean you can't blame us trying to turn a profit right uh, but Volk had something else on his mind, dude. This is the end of the fight. Oh, dude. I love the way he just went in berserkers. Dude, look at that. That's beautiful. Takedown. Hammer. 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 Oh, my goodness. Herb Dean could have stopped it before he hopped over. Like right here, right there. So Volkanovski, what was that third round? Third round TKO. Yeah. So yeah, he ends it in the third round TKO, bro. He's cleaned out the division. I know Elias chirping. He's the young guy. That's what he's supposed to do. That would be a cool fight. But I think Elia and Rodriguez will be a good fight too, bro. I yeah. think that Volk just needs to lay the strap, lay the belt down like Amanda did and move up. Yep. Yeah, he's move got up. Yeah. He's got to fight Makachev again. I, I know that Makachev is going to be fighting in the, the Dubai show in October. I don't know if Volk is going to be ready for that. You know, well, he's got. Uh, didn't he say he needed to have surgery? No, that was I, uh, no, no. I think okay. you're right. I think he did say that. Yeah, I think he did yeah. say he's gonna be taking time off for some surgery and heal up. So whenever he wants to come back, bro, I'm ready to watch. But I want to see it at lightweight. I want to see him fight at lightweight, and let's see who's up. I mean, I don't know if Islam, if he's not ready to fight Islam, who's in the top five that you think he should fight, Fonzo? You know, top five of featherweight, uh, or, light, uh, lightweight. Yeah, lightweight. Uh, I'd like to see him go up against maybe Dustin Poirier. That'd be Ooh, a good fight. That would be a cool one. Yeah. Let's see. Um, or, Let's look over the top. You think that he should fight somebody in the top five right away? Dude, well, if he's if he fought the champion, why right? Not? And so, he, he almost took him out. So of course. what about what about? Because Oliveira's wants to fight Islam. The UFC wants Charlie to fight Islam, but he's not going to be ready. What about Charlie Olives and uh, Alexander Volkanovsky for a title contender fight? That'd be a good one. Dad, dude, that'd that's it. Yeah, that would be, be sick. That's that's the main event right there. Yeah. I don't care who's on the rest of the show. It could be all tough fighters. <laughs> I'll still watch that. But yeah, dude, that would be a good fight. Anybody in the top five. So he couldn't fight Benny because Benny looks like he's going to be taking on Armand. Justin's already dancing with uh, Justin. So the Justin and Dustin tango is about to go down pretty soon. So Chandler, 
Michael Chandler and Volkanovski would be a good fight. That'd be a good one too. Yeah. So More, yeah. yeah, especially because he's not fighting Connor. Yeah. So there's a lot of good opportunities out there for for Volk, but I definitely want to see him at uh one at lightweight because who's left for him to fight at at um featherweight? Nobody. 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 Uh, except for Elia. But I think Elia needs one more fight. One more fight. Could he fight Volk? Yeah, he could. But I don't think. I don't think. I think that everything Ely is good at, Volk is better. Yeah. I think he hits harder. I think he's got better. Like, dude, did you see how many times Volk switched stances? Dude, Yair yeah. is a Yair is like a black belt beyond on the feet, and he did not know what to do. No. Yeah, I mean, he had some success with those kicks, um, the low kicks and stuff like that. But, I mean, not 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 enough to really cause any real damage no, or Volk any real threat. Dropping bombs, dude. Yeah. He would come in and just tag him. Yeah. 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 So. I was thinking, I was thinking he would go for a head kick and that would stun him, stun him or something like that. But even those head kicks he threw weren't, yeah. weren't damaging enough. Yeah. Well, was it was it in the first round where Volk caught the kick? Yeah. And then took him down. And that that takedown that set up the ground and pound at the end. Good lord, dude. Yeah. That that was beautiful. That's like a a brown belt or like a college level wrestler going up a, against a jiu-jitsu guy and he just ducks under when they're trying to reach for the collar or something. Just whoop. That was beautiful. Beautiful takedown and uh, I can't wait to see what he does next. Whatever he wants to do next is up to him, bro. But that was the last fight, man. Awesome fight. We still got one more pay-per-view coming up this month, dude. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So, uh, And what I was about to say earlier, though, is just, you know what I mean? It was one of those, one of those, uh, we lost all of our picks, Frank. We lost all of them. Not a single one did we win, bro. <laughs> no, no. So, uh, listeners out there, if you want to, if you want to win some money, do the opposite of what we what we bet here. We're laying the table down for you guys. We're taking <laughs> we're jumping on the grenade. <laughs> jumping on the grenade, following but, up your crumbs who are exploded bodies, our parlays. What I was gonna say too, man, is this is exactly why we love this sport, man, because it's so unpredictable. Big time. You know what I mean? You think you got happen. it, you, yeah, you know what's gonna happen, and then stuff like this happens, and you're just like, Man, it's crazy. You know so, what we you win some, you lose some. Gotta call James Krause. <laughs> Gotta call James Krause. Bro, look at 291. Oye Gagey 2. Lovich Pereira. Paulo Costa for Tony Ferguson. Bobby Green. Michael Kissa. Kevin Holland. It's not as barn burner as what we got, but dude, the main event and co main event is gonna be fire. Yeah. All right, dude. That was it. Closing comments, my man. No, just can't wait for the next uh, the next fights, man. Can't wait till they get here. Can't wait to talk about them. Can't wait to hear what you guys all have to say. Uh, so until next time, talk to you guys later. Hey, yeah, thank you for listening. If you're watching, if you're watching, head over to iTunes. Head over to Google Podcast. Look for Chingasos Combat Crew. If you're listening, head over to our YouTube page at C underscore Combat Crew. Sign up, subscribe for our YouTube channel. Get them notifications in so that way you know when the next episode goes live. All right, everyone. Until next time, Chingasos Combat Crew out. Peace.